For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get this crowd going now. Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up! It's a snap. He's going to throw down the middle. The ball is caught! Hey, that's great football now! 35-40, down the far sideline. We got to fly, baby. He's still moving. He's going to go. Go Hawks. Are you kidding me? Let's go! go. 20, 10, touchdown, Seahawks! It's the Seahawks podcast on the Believe Sports Network. I'm Brett Davern. He's Seahawks legend Lofa Tatupu. And this week, the Seahawks are on a bye. So it's a push, just like if you were in Vegas sitting at the blackjack tables. You know, it's not losing. It's not exactly winning, but it's not losing. Um, So on this episode of the Seahawks podcast, we're going to go ahead and take a look around the NFC West, let you know what else is going on in the Seahawks division. Also, just take a look at the Seahawks team, you know, a little bit of a state of the team. Let's let's look at what they're obviously doing well to be undefeated, and we could nitpick on a few things that they might be looking to improve during the off week. And then also, uh, let's just check in around the NFL in general with some news stories going on. You know, you got Dak Prescott going on, Le'Veon, or sorry, Dak Prescott going down, unfortunately. Uh, Le'Veon Bell being released. Um, you know, a lot of COVID positive tests and things like that. So a lot of news to get to from around the league. Before we get everything started, though, let me tell you about our sponsor, betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. You guys, you can bet on anything at betonline.ag from the UFC to the baseball playoffs going on. Of course, there's football. Or you can just uh, go ahead and throw down some bets in their online casino. No need to go to Vegas. No need to go to Vegas <laughs> during COVID. You can just jump on betonline.ag. Use our promo code Believe B-L-E-A-V, to get all of the welcome bonuses when you sign up. That's promo code Believe B-L-E-A-V. And the website is betonline.ag. Lofa, uh, you want to just start in the NFC West and then, or should we start with wherever you want, brother? You want to, okay. All right. So this weekend, the Rams play the Niners. So there's going to be one more loss for one of those. Uh, Okay. So I was wrong. We can't, we can't get a three and oh this week, right? No, (laughs) we can get a two and one. (laughs) We can. Yes. There is still silver linings. Don't worry. Uh, That's the night game on Sunday night. It's Rams at 49ers. The Rams are four and one. The Niners are two and three. And then the other team in the NFC West, the Arizona Cardinals take on the Dallas Cowboys Monday night. So, both primetime games for the NFC West, which in my opinion, and I think Lofa, you agree, is the best division in all of the National Football League right now. Definitely the best league. Um, and If the Rams beat the Niners this weekend, which they should. They're the Rams are going to beat the Niners. Okay. I mean, that gives the Niners four losses. Can we stop worrying about them for this season at that point? Well, I, I'm on record. And this is, I guess, where we could pick it up. I'm on record earlier saying the Niners are not going to make the playoffs. I told I told you guys that back several podcasts ago. Um, hey, it was my hot take. Remember when we were talking it. about hot takes? You nailed. Well, it. I don't know if I nailed it. Um, they're still showing some incredible resolve and fight. Um, 
some real persistence, but uh, they, you know, the injuries are continuing to mount up for them. Yeah. You know, Garoppolo, they pulled him at halftime. They said it was to protect him. You know, I don't know what the story is there. Beathard didn't look that. Protecting him physically, or does that mean protecting his fragile ego? What are they talking about? Maybe emotionally. I don't know, partner. Um, But I just know that, you know, the Dolphins took it to them. And, um, you know, which, you know, at least you want to know that, you know, the Dolphins were a formidable opponent, right? You know, that they did give us some trouble. And uh, you know that that's an organization headed in the right direction. But like I said, the rebound from that Super Bowl, any team that goes through that loss, it is a serious mountain to climb. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that – I don't know if it's the actual game that sticks with you. I mean, for me personally, I was able to let it go other than like media, like bringing it up like over and over and over. Like it's about your Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah. In terms of, it's like, it's like, okay, what happened? Happened. It's like, you know, I, you know, I was in my rookie year. I was like, I still got a whole career ahead of me, you know, me and my teammates. So, you know, you got to move on. Right. It's, right. you know, yeah, it sucks, but you got to focus on what's in front of you and what you, the opportunity you have and don't squander that. And so, but History, for whatever reason, says that it is not kind to the Super Bowl loser. And, I mean, you look at the Rams two years ago, right? They were on top of the division, and then they didn't make the playoffs last year. They, they rebounded quite nicely now, but um, the Niners, they're going through it right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, another loss, especially in division, could be crucial to uh, to what the postseason, their postseason chances. Do you think there's something about the way they lost the game, too? Like being up and then – the Chiefs coming back like it's it's that's got to be even more of a letdown a little bit I mean your Super Bowl with the Steelers I mean we all remember I mean you weren't just playing the Steelers you were also playing the referees I mean you know there's you could almost you guys won that game pretty much I mean you could you could make the argument it wasn't like you know there was this big comeback by the Steelers and 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 there's this feeling of like choking the win away or anything and we'll have to fact check you know the um this next stat, but I believe we were one of four teams to make it back to the postseason after a Super Bowl loss, mm-hmm. um, that 05 team. And um, and the Steelers did not make the postseason, I believe, that next year. Um, and I think the reason we were able to make it back, maybe because we were, we were able to compartmentalize what happened and say, you know, it wasn't that we weren't at our best, you know, in our biggest moment. It was outside, you know, outside circumstances, things that, you know, were beyond our control. So, um, maybe it didn't lie. That loss didn't lie as heavy on our shoulders as it does for most teams, because that journey to the Super Bowl, it's magical, but coming home or, you know, without that trophy, it is devastating. I don't care who you are or how it happens. It's just, it's tough, man, because you know how much is put into that, that one season. And so, and then again, you're playing longer, you know, which may lead to, you know, more wear and tear. And maybe yeah. that's why we're seeing more injuries now mount up for them. But um, for whatever reason, it's a, it's a tough thing. It's a real thing. And it's a tough thing to overcome. Well, it's, it's, it's cool though, from a Seahawks fan perspective, talking about this year in the NFC West, and we're talking about how it's the best uh, division in football. I think you need, don't need to look any further than like you just said, obviously we know what the Seahawks do, but the Rams were just in the Super Bowl. The Niners were just in the Super Bowl. That's this division. And that's the division we play in and iron sharpens iron, right? Isn't that what they say? That That is very true. Yeah. 
So that's that's got to be a good thing for our Hawks there. Uh, the three and two Arizona Cardinals, they take on the Dallas Cowboys, who are now without Dak Prescott. You just hate to see a player go down. That was a gruesome one again. Um, it seems like we're having one of these a year where it's these really, I mean, there's a body part going kind of the wrong way. It's it's really yeah. gruesome to look at. And I was watching TV or Red Zone Channel or whatever when it happened. It was one of those like just, I. Uh, I had to leave the room. Yeah. I've never, you know, it might've been shock. I've never seen someone more calm in mm. that situation. Mm. Um, when it happened, he got up, he knew something was wrong. He looked down and, you know, he just, he just sat there for a second and it didn't, I mean, I know it hurts, but when it happens, it's kind of like it's over. And, you know, the, the, when the camera cut to him, I didn't like seeing this part, especially, of, you know, the tears rolling, you know, the real emotion coming out because you know how hard he's been working to get that new contract. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely a setback in the plan that he had for his, his future. And um, it's unfortunate, but um, you know, it's man, I, cause I, I could, and anybody that's been through these injuries, they just see themselves like, man, I remember, you know, when I tore whatever, and it's just like your heart just breaks for the kid, especially with, you know, um, who he is off the field as, as a leader and, you know, and on the field, um, it's, it's going to be a tough one for them to overcome. Yeah. Well, they rushed him into surgery right away. He had surgery, seemed to be in good spirits at the hospital. Um, but let's, let's talk about that contract issue and this kind of thing. Um, you know, you, you're going to have a unique perspective, I think on, on all of this, cause you've been in those buildings and, you know, with, with, no front office people and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they were trying to get a new contract done. He wanted a new contract to get done. They offered him a deal, which he turned down and was going to play this year out. And, but this is the risk you take, obviously. And, you know, going back, thinking about for Seahawks fans, like this is why Earl sat out some extra time. This is why, because you, they, you want to get locked up long-term because there is this chance of injury. It's a really, I don't know. It's a sticky situation when the game and business meet up like this. It's, it's tough, but it's a very real situation, and it's something you have to be prepared, prepared for. Um, yeah. And I've always told the guys, get your money up front. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's what you want or you know, just get it, get it, right? And then, you know, you go win player of the year or you go win a Super Bowl, you just got the leverage back to go back to the table. But you already have some money, any money, right, compared to now – he literally has to prove that he can come back and play. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's um, it's unfortunate in that regard. Um, well, what but, do you think? I mean, should should Jerry have upped his deal or, or you know, I, I, like, yes. where does the blame lie in all of this? Well, like, there's no blame. This is, this is life and this is business. And yeah. like you're saying, this is where the two intersect and you have to be a savvy businessman um, yeah. and, and know that – you're not going to be able to play forever. Right. You got to get what you can while you can in terms of, you know, I, I'm sure they were offering under fair market value for the quarterback position. That's obvious, right? Which and for turned it down. Which is why he turned it down. But what I'm saying is, okay, you take that money, right? Oh, so you're and saying you would have you would have told Dak to sign. I would have advised, yeah. I, I thought it just, you know, sign. Now go out and prove, go out you know. Go out and play it for a year or two. Go get that. Look, I mean, 
if Russell Wilson wins his MVP, he's got leverage to go back and ask for Pat Mahomes' money. That's that's what I'm saying. And Even that's what a long contract. Yeah, I mean, Pat's getting what fifty a year, and you know, I don't like discussing people's business or money. I'm just saying the aspect of the game. Yeah. If Pat's getting fifty a year and he was the MVP two years ago, what does the new MVP deserve? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, but you see how it's hard for fans to like when a player starts holding out, even though they're under a contract, even and they're holding out because they want another one, even though they're already under one. And that was kind of like the Earl situation. And that's why it gets weird for the fans because it's like, well, you already have a contract, go play on it. And of course yeah. saying, well, yeah, but I could, you it, know. it does, but we, we are subject to get cut. Yeah. Any day. Cause there's no guaranteed contracts in the NFL, right? Only thing that's guaranteed is what's written in the guaranteed section of the contract. Yeah. And so that's something that a lot of fans don't understand. Um, in any job that you do, if you're the best at it, yeah, are you not compensated that way? Right, right, sure. Yeah. And that's all yeah. any player is trying to do. Um, and so it's, you know, it's tough. It really is, yeah. you know, to find that balance of, you know, what's best for you, what's best for the team, you know. Yeah. Well, where do they go from here? I mean, we're talking about the Cowboys now. It's not even in the NFC West, but the Cowboys, they got Andy Dalton. He's a mm-hmm. veteran. He's been to the playoffs before, and and they'll have to turn to him as their season continues. It uh, When Dak went down, I was actually sitting there racking my brain about who their backup was, and then I saw Andy Dalton and his fiery mm-hmm. red hair coming off the sideline, and I was like, oh, yeah. He's a Pro that? Bowl player. Yeah, and he's, he's had many good years in uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. He's equipped with some – Phenomenal weapons. Sure. So um, I think it was a great move by them to get a veteran um, to back up. And, um, you know, I I think he'll move the ball fine, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll see what he does in a leadership role, right? And, hey, like speaking of this game, though, if the Arizona Cardinals go into Dallas and they pick up this victory, they'll be 4-2. and two. If the Rams beat the Niners, they'll be 5-1. and one. We're sitting there at five and zero, oh, and then you'd have the Niners down at uh, two and four. But you'd have, you know, like like I just said, you'd have Arizona at four wins, the Rams at five, and the Seahawks at five wins. So I think that argument about the best division in football is sort of wrapped up. Yeah. Um, let's talk about uh, Le'Veon Bell. They just released him. Just yeah. let him go. Um, rumors about not being a great teammate or locker room guy or what you know, whatever, however you want to say that. Uh, Adam Gase in his press conference when when uh, he was asked about how the locker room might be feeling about this, he kind of chuckled and said, "Our locker room is feeling great about this." Kind of implying like that other players didn't exactly want Le'Veon there either. Um, for a player that would in his time with the Steelers was so. Ta- you know gifted i mean he is gifted and was having yeah. such a career and this bright future ahead of him to be just simply released and they don't even get anything back for him um by the jets there that's i mean what did you think when you saw that story like what's going on over there yeah. um right uh yeah you're, you're paying a guy and now you're essentially paying him to not be there right i mean if you're that angry at him give him 30 carries and and see see what he's got and you know um, and then you could justify, you know, maybe releasing him or, or maybe you get something in a trade, 
Right. And and that's ultimately what they couldn't get. Yeah. Anytime you just release someone into the wind like that, it just seems very strange. Uh, and and especially the timing, you know, midway through the season or not even, you know, beginning part of the season. Um, it just seems like a guy like Le'Veon Bell has a lot to offer a team, especially like the Jets. And to your point, they weren't even really using him properly. And that, by the way, that's why they released him. He went on social media, complained about how he was being used in the offense. Adam Gase seemed to take some exception to that. And the next thing you know, he told him to hit the bricks. It's man. Like I said, if I'm giving him, if I'm that organization, okay, he wanted to see more, you know, carries or opportunities. Here's 30 carries. Here's 40 carries. I could see, I could see him in Kansas city. Yeah. Um, and that offense, Ooh. I mean, he's great out of the backfield. Edward Tolaire is, is a rookie. You always wonder if, if he's going to hit the rookie wall somewhere mm-hmm. down the line. Uh, I don't think so because he played at LSU, right? And mm-hmm. they played 14 or 15 games. It's you know, almost a, an NFL team down there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, that's keep, – just keep an eye on, you know, the injury report. He'll land some – he'll show up somewhere. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's too talented. What 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 happens uh, from a locker room perspective when something like this goes down? Because this, I mean, it does seem like his teammates also kind of didn't want him there, which is what you ever had. Something? I don't. I've never had anything. I had to go yeah. to a coach and say, "Hey, this guy's a problem." Never had anything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I've uh, been blessed to be on some great teams, and you know, there's never been in a situation where someone's either wanted out or or gotten. You know, yeah, I've never, never seen it. Yeah. Well, the Seahawks play the Jets coming up in a few weeks, so we'll see them without Le'Veon Bell. Um, I was looking forward to Jamal and Le'Veon going at it, too. Yeah, that'd be fun. Right? I'm looking forward to Jamal going at uh, Greg Williams' team anyway, you know, what I mean? with, the, yeah, with that true. little beef that popped up before the season anyway. Um, last thing from around the NFL, a lot of positive COVID tests lately. Schedule's being changed and is all over the place. Um I, I mean, you know, I don't know what can really be done about it past what the NFL is already doing with a lot of testing and trying to keep these guys separated and they're wearing those little bracelets and like all the stuff that they're trying to do. It seems like everyone's doing their best, but yet these positive case keep popping, po- cases keep popping up and the schedule keeps getting changed. Um, should they be playing in a bubble? That's just not possible. <laughs> you know, not with... I mean, I know basketball got it done, but I don't see, I don't see the NFL doing that. There's 53 guys per team. And that's, that's just the active roster. So it's a lot of people to keep into a bubble and, you know, with coaching staff included in that training staff included in that. Yeah. There's, there's too many, too many people. There's just thousands of people trying yeah. to put, in, put them all into a bubble and then all the fields and the, I mean, I don't, it, it seems impossible. Yeah. We got a, a little more equipment to carry than NBA. We <laughs> yeah. got jerseys and shorts. Yeah. And jer- sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got to find somewhere to put all the helmets. Or what do they got? Like 15 guys on a team. I mean, maybe less. How many is it? Yeah. I mean, five on the court. And then, yeah, I think there's like maybe eight to 10. Yeah, 12 maybe. Maybe. Yeah. 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 No, it seems impossible to put everybody into a bubble. But at the same time, oh, it is 15. 15 on an NBA roster. Um, Must be active. Uh, Yeah. Maybe total. Maybe there's only like 12 active. I don't know. 
13 active? Oh, 13 okay. active. Okay. Yeah, total. <laughs> Whatever. It's a different sport. <laughs> um, I screwed up. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. It, it'd be impossible to put them in the bubble. Everybody just has to do the best job they can. And I feel like that's what everybody is doing. It's weird with the schedule, though. It's messing with fantasy football out there. Uh, I almost traded for Todd Gurley. Nah. Uh-huh. I had a very nice trade out there, a very generous trade. And uh, it's like waiting. And I was able to wake up and I saw that Atlanta's going. They shut down the facility and this weekend's. It's, you know, we'll see if they're going to yeah, play. Because they had like 19 tests. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I hit the eject button on that trade. Yeah. As quick as I could. Oh, this this season. It's it's crazy. It's all up in the air. Um, let's let's move on. Let's uh, zone in to our team. There you go. See? Let's do it. Like Nailed it. it. Nailed it. Um, let's zone in on the Seahawks here. Uh, let's just let's go through all three phases, maybe offense, defense, special teams, and let's talk about what they're doing well and and what they're not doing well. Let me remind all of our listeners that we're zoning in. Because Lofa has a company called Zone In CBD, and if you're not taking Zone In CBD, well, then you're probably walking around in a fog, like I am most of the times when we start this episode. You know, that's why Lofa is always sharp, on it, ready to go. He's, uh, he's, uh, you know, he's his own customer. That's the thing. Zone In CBD. You guys can find it at all Bartell drugstores or online at zoneincbd.com. The offense, Lofa. I mean, look. Where to begin? They're go- it's going great. From an offensive perspective, the Seahawks are putting up 33.8 points per game. Russell is cooking. But you know what's strange? Uh, pass attempts and stuff, they're not at even close to like the top of the league or anything like that. It's not as if they're just chucking the ball all over the yard. But what they are doing is letting Russell throw in early downs more than he was ever able to before. Um, so that's sort of the Russ cooking thing. Uh, but the offense, I mean, it's going great. The only nitpicking I could do would be on third down. They're, they could do a little bit better converting third downs and, and things like that. But uh, I don't know. You got anything to nitpick on the offense about? I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, incredibly efficient. Like you're saying, they're not with these you know, 50, 60 attempts a, a game like a lot of these other passers that are throwing for 400 yards. Russell's getting it done in 30 or so attempts. And, um, you know – Incompletions are not out of control. Turnovers, we've been great protecting the ball. Um, I think this is – I don't know if we've won it in every game, uh, the turnover ratio, but we did win it again last game, uh, two to one. Um, and so those are the things that ultimately lead to long-term success. Uh, yeah. So I don't have anything to nitpick with – You know, I've been pleasantly surprised that the penalties are down. Um <laughs> There's a, there's a lot of great things to talk about in this offense. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, too? Um, uh, Chris Carson, I was looking into it. He's having a great season, really, really good season, kind of an under-the-radar season in terms of uh, the sort of uh, you know national media talking about him or whatever. Pretty underrated this season, but also less carries, which I think is great because that means you know pressure for the rest of the season, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, that's what we've been, you know, hoping for. Right. And I think that's the balance that they found in letting Russ cook earlier in the game is that while we've relied on Chris to just, you know, be the hammer for, you know, the, the first half and then, you know, soften up defenses to where they have to load that box with uh, eight defenders. 
and then Russ can, you know, you know, throw it, air it out. But um, yeah. now they're just like, hey, let's let's try it the other way around. Mm-hmm you know, um, put the faith in Russ and let him do what he does. And now it'll open up some, some lanes for Chris to get to reel off that 30 yarder where he carried two defenders. Right. I mean, yeah, I, that was amazing. Yeah, it was great. But you know, even though they are scoring a lot of points and scoring some early Lofa, can you win the game in the first quarter? No, you cannot. Can you win the game in the second quarter? No. Can you win the game in the third quarter? Hell no. Can you win the game in the fourth quarter? Now, this is usually where we say, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Is that something? Has G.O. been doing that since we've been, we've been doing that since SC. Uh-huh. You know? And it was, it's just, it's like I said, the expectation and belief of winning mm-hmm. um, is is there. And that's, that's that'll always be the expectation and the standard. And so it's no surprise to any player in there, any coach, Anybody that's part of that organization, they expect to win. Yeah, yeah. And so, oh, no. uh, but you can help yourself win the game in the first quarter. You can help yourself you win the yeah. game in the second quarter, can't you? Yeah. You know the game is not officially over, but you can help. That is the one thing that is common in all great teams is just it doesn't matter how ugly it gets, they believe that they're going to win the game. And um, but yeah, that saying you know back in the day it was. It was no, no, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's how we used to say it. This, you know, I don't know about the these new cats, these, you know, this new generation going with no, 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 yes. Well, they probably know the cameras are rolling. There's a little bit more social media and Twitter and stuff. Yeah. Oh, let's go switch over to the defense. What's good about the defense? Well, turnovers, I think, like you said. I'm gonna point to that right off the bat. They've had 10 takeaways so far this season it's near the top of the league if not uh number one in the league so they're doing a great job taking the ball away from the other team um for me though obviously what's what's bad or what can we nitpick about the defense they're giving up a lot of yards especially through the air um and they're at or near the top of the league in that stat which um you know, we're used to kind of the Legion of Boom or, you know, the secondary not giving up that many yards, but they're kind of doing that bend but don't break thing. Uh, talk about your comrades on the defense. Yeah, I'm not I'm not worried. Um, we have shown improvement in the last two games. Uh, other than getting off the field in third down against the Vikings, um, I think they were 6 of 14, which you don't want them. You want that number around 20 the great teams are around 20% or 25, something in there. And they were, that was up around 50. And that was ultimately why Russ couldn't cook. You know, um, you know, we had no rhythm drives. They were out yeah. there forever. Yeah. A couple like double digit drives, you know, that's tough. So you got to get off the field. So um, that's a point of emphasis. Obviously you pointed to the passing yards and I'm not too concerned about yards as I am points um, against the Dolphins. We let up five field goals. That the first five scores were all field goals. That's not going to beat us. That's just not going to happen. So, not concerned. Um, they did enough in the first half uh, to keep us in the game against the Vikings, and then the offense responded. The turnover helped, right? So, if we could, if we could just get those turnovers up a little more, and you know, this is me being a little greedy, uh, but it's just more than ten through five games. Well, with the way we're protecting the ball, mm-hmm. more opportunities is going to lead to a 40-point average, a 45-point average. I like that. And uh, 
that's those are the differences in the game. So yeah. rush defense uh, was tough. It was a real test last week, right? Yeah. And they and and Dalvin Cook was getting a lot of yards there. They you have to be a little bit concerned about that in the defensive uh, meeting room, don't they? Yeah, well, yeah. Dalvin, um, when he, you know he went down, seems like there was a sigh of relief, and everybody was like, okay. They're not going to run the ball anymore. And then Madison comes in for a hundred yards and still and great. Yeah. 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 So again, like I said, that's going to be, that is one of the best, you know, running teams that we'll face all year. Um, so the fact that we were able to hold Zeke, you know, uh, back in week two or three to 50, 60 yards, whatever it was. Yeah. That was, that was a pretty good test too. So I'm not overly concerned there. Um, and it looks to get better too with Snacks Harrison getting in shape. That's that's what I want to say. That's going to help out. Obviously, great run defender, and then you get Jamal back. So, um, trending in the right direction. But I'm just, you know, we might as well point it out as the season goes along as as something to watch. Special teams, nothing really to complain about, or you know, whatever there. I mean, Michael Dixon, Michael is a Beauty, Michael Dixon is a weapon. Ah. Uh, like my God. Wow. Yeah. I mean, changing the field position, pinning people back just in the last week's game alone, four punts inside the 20 yard line, two of which were inside the 10 and getting, uh, you know, downed like that. Now, Minnesota did take the ball that they just took it further a couple of those times because, you know, it just gave them more yards to pad their stats with. But uh, nonetheless, uh, Dixon is, yeah, it's weird to think of the punter as a real weapon. You don't, you don't do that. Weapon. Yeah. He is really a game changer in terms of field position. And then, Hey, Jason Myers having a solid season so far. Um, Looking great, kicking the ball. I don't know. I don't have anything to complain about on special teams at all. Yeah, no, sorry. My PC's running low. I got I to gotta charge the battery. Oh, no, plug it in, quick. I, uh, uh, let's see. I hope I don't lose you. <laughs> the three, <laughs> you plug it in while I talk about three games after the bye coming up. We have two divisional games right off the bat. You go to Arizona uh, in week seven, and then week eight, San Francisco comes to Seattle, and that could be the first game that the 12s are back, you know, to being in a century link field. We'll have to see what happens there. And then week nine, Buffalo bills. So coming out of the bye, you got Arizona, San Francisco, and then Buffalo. Buffalo looks like the biggest test right there as we sit right now, but Arizona and Kyler Murray are looking pretty good. And hopefully the Niners, we can still kind of catch them while they're down and, and take care of business there. But, uh, you know, Hey, five and oh, going into the bye week. What is there to complain about? Life is good, man. And, um, you know, they're still on pace for 16 and 0, which was your prediction. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've been, I've been pretty accurate in my uh in my calls, you know. So yeah. uh shout out to Russ, uh player of the month, right? I believe. Yep, yep. and yeah. Frank Madden 99 club. 99 club, yeah. It just keeps getting awesome for that guy. Uh Dixon, you got a player of the week, I believe, right? You got one of one NFC player of the week. Yeah, like just a, he gets those all the time, by the way. He's probably getting bored of getting those. <laughs> he's turning them. He's turning them down. He's the best, no, punter, best punter who ever lived. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I'd like to see KJ get a, a game. You know, he's gotten three game balls, I believe, yeah, I, in the last three weeks. I don't think I don't know if I've ever seen that before. First of all, really? Uh, no, because first you got to win the game. Yeah, <laughs> so there's a lot that has to go right. On top of you playing a great performance, playing a great game, uh, you, you got to win the game because I. 
I've had, and I know there's other there's other guys like Julian Peterson have three or four sack games, and we lost the game. And it's like, hey, Julian, great job, but you know, no game ball, no, no game balls. The, if there's no win, I didn't know. No that. game ball, no player of the week. You know, uh, even like at the NFL, I don't think they award you, which they shouldn't. You lost the game, and and it's just soul crushing because it's like, man, there wasn't anything else I could have done, and you know, other than pick the ball off and score. And, I, and it still wasn't enough. Oh, I didn't realize they don't reward you in a loss. That's some rough. That's, no, man. Come on. No participation trophies here. That's where we're going to end it. That's a wrap, everybody, on the Seahawks <laughs> podcast on a bye week. Thanks for checking it out. Thanks for listening. Please support our sponsors, betonline.ag. Um, and also, hey, some zone in CBD for everybody out there. Uh, they support us. And so we'd ask that you support them. Thank you very much for listening. We will be back next week to preview, uh, well, I guess to talk about the weekend that was in the NFL first and then to preview the upcoming game with the Arizona Cardinals. Lofa, break us down. In honor of the Hawks not playing this week, and, you know, I don't have to stress because I got the best CBD in the game, Uh, but for those of you that don't, (laughs) you're going to have less stress this weekend. That's right. Less stress on three. Love it. One, two, three. Less Less stress. stress. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.